This is Along the Way, a podcast showcasing the culture and meaning behind the For This Way, our values in action. In each episode, we will chat with people from across our firm for insights on how they bring our cultural DNA to life. These are the stories that make us one Forbis and that drive us to unlock the potential of all whom we serve. Without further ado, welcome to Along the Way. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm your host, Alice Gray Harrison. Thank you for joining us. When BKD and DHG came together, we knew that our mindset for delivering an unmatched client experience was deeply aligned. Both firms had a tremendous legacy and focus in this area. So when it came time to build the values of four of us, an unmatched client experience was critical. Deliver an unmatched client experience is one of our six core values. One of the ways that we do this is by listening to understand, which means that we are fully present and we listen to understand our clients' challenges and we seek ways to assist them. So joining me today to share a bit about this is Trey Ackerman, our managing partner of tax and one of our team members who helped shape our client service standards. Now, it's the busiest time of year for our tax professionals and also a time when it is paramount to listen to understand. So, Trey, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Thank you, Alice Gray, for having me. It's always good to be together. And we were just saying before we got started, I think the last time we did this was back in 2019. And my, how things have changed since then. So (laughs) uh, We've done a lot of listening, haven't we? (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. No doubt about that. So, But it's always good to be together and really, really excited about our conversation today. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to participate. It's an honor. Great. Thanks, Trey. Okay. So my first question is, One of the ways that we can listen to understand is to be curious. Of course, every time I say that, I picture the man with the yellow hat and Curious George. (laughs) But in our world, what does it mean to be curious? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And when I think about curiosity and what it means to be curious, I think about things like when I'm in a conversation or when I see others in a conversation, really asking open-ended questions in an effort to really seek to understand where the other person is coming from, what they're truly trying to convey, and what the nature of the underlying conversation is really all about. It's also, I think, showing a genuine interest in the other person and not just nodding our heads and "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, gotcha, gotcha, you know, but really trying to understand where they're coming from, what they're conveying, and in some cases, replaying or repeating you know, as a way to make sure that we really do understand what's being conveyed. Really, I would say curiosity is seeking to learn more. It's listening, but Alice Gray, it's also in that conversation as the answers start to come, building off of those answers with additional questions. In other words, stop talking and start questioning and listening more. I think those are such wise ways to think about it. And I feel like I need to be taking some notes because you've said so many great things so far that I can remember my day-to-day life. But to help bring this to life, do you have an example of a time when a team member or a project that you worked on with a group, the team came together and really went the extra mile to listen and bring this standard to life? Absolutely. And, you know, maybe before I get to a couple of those examples, 
one of the ways that I start my day each day, there's a couple of things that I do. One is I, I do a, a physical workout. So I love to exercise. But before that, I do that, I'd like to say I do my kind of mental, emotional workout where I spend time reading devotions and time in scripture. And I was reading something from Rick Warren recently, and I, I thought maybe I'd just share a little bit of that before I talk about some of the examples around what good looks like and maybe what good doesn't look like, where I've seen it kind of go off track. But just a few thoughts that Rick Warren shared in this devotion that I was reading. He said, basically, if you want to be wise, we need to learn how to ask questions. One thing that I've realized is we never learn anything while we're talking. If our mouth is moving, we're not learning. A good TV host sets up the questions and then listens. One of the clearest signs of a great listener is when someone knows how to ask open-ended questions. To really engage someone in a conversation, you have to stop asking questions that only require a yes or a no. For example, instead of asking, did you enjoy the concert? One could ask, what was your favorite part about the concert? And while some of this may seem simple and these subtle changes, they can make a big difference in terms of how that person may open up and where that conversation goes. Another phrase that Rick shared in this devotion that I was reading was, tell me more, and really using that tell me more to go deeper in that conversation to really try to draw out what that person is conveying and what we're really trying to understand as a good questioner, as a good curious party in the process. And, and Asking those open-ended questions will also give the other person an indication that we're giving them not only our time, but our full undivided attention at the end of the day, our focus, and we're giving them the chance to be heard and understood. So as Rick would say, be like the host uh, who's learned to listen, be a person who believes you can learn more from anyone. And as he said, it will transform our relationships. And I think it's important those relationships can be our friends and our families, it can be our colleagues, our teammates, and certainly the clients that we serve. So I appreciate you letting me digress for a moment and just sharing some of that because it's really resonated with me, you know, as I've tried to be a better listener on the journey that I'm on. So what I've seen that works, Alice Gray, I've seen our team members do this and, and it manifests or shows up in new relationships where our team members are showing up intellectually curious, asking good questions for new team members that are joining us or have joined us, really trying to get to know them and understand them. It could be in those that we're trying to recruit as we're looking to make a connection or really just learn more about the person that may have an interest in our team. And certainly with new and future clients that we have an opportunity to serve. I also would share, Alice Gray, outside of the teaming and the work environment, from a community perspective, one of the organizations that I'm involved in is the Young Black Leadership Alliance. And what I've seen is the students of YBLA, they come just so prepared for any conversation. They've done their homework on the other person they're going to be meeting with. They have an unbelievable list of questions that they will take you through. And really, just at the end of the day, this thirst and this desire for knowledge to really learn, to want to understand what it could be like to be in the other person's shoes where that other person is coming from, and at the end of the day, how they might learn from that person. So I would hold out certainly our team members and the way that I've seen our team members show up and certainly the students of YBLA. Now, let me turn the page, Alice Gray, if I might, and say that's what works. That's what good looks like. But what I've seen not work, if I may share that for a moment, uh, just so we kind of have the other side of the coin. <laughs> uh, we were in a process recently where we were talking to a few different firms about 
their desire to serve us. There was a, an opportunity or a challenge or need we were trying to solve for. And so we needed some third party, some external assistance. And so we were meeting with different firms. And one of the firms that we met with showed up in that process. We had an hour scheduled. And believe it or not, they talked the entire time. They talked the entire time about how good they were, the credentials they had, the trophies, the accolades, the references they had, which on one hand was good. On the other hand, they didn't pause or take a breath or take just one moment to ask anybody from our team how we were doing, what we were trying to solve for, what were our priorities, what was keeping us up at night, where were we experiencing pain at the end of the day, what were we trying to solve for? And so probably no surprise here. We did not engage them. But you know, for me, it was not only a lesson learned around what not to do, but more affirmation of what we should do as we're showing up in these conversations, really seeking to understand, trying to learn more, be intellectually curious, and really be good listeners in the conversations that we're in. Right. There were so many good nuggets in there. I mean, the one thing that really resonates with me is that when you were talking about think of yourself like as a host of a conversation, because I often think I like to think about Oprah a lot. And if you think about how she conducts conversations, it's exactly what you were just talking about. Sitting back and listening, posing the questions and then letting people talk to you. And I loved your example of the group that we did not hire because they were not seeking. They were just there to tell us about them. And I think sometimes it's easy to fall into that and not just sit back and ask the right questions and listen. So along those same lines, what are a couple of things that our team members can do to listen, to understand? I mean, just a few things that like in everyday life we can do to act on the standard. Yeah. Another great question. And, you know, I, I, first of all, let me just say, I'm no expert here, but these are things that just lessons that I've learned things that I've read, you know, I mentioned the devotion articles, you know, just things that I could do in my own experience to be a better listener. And and just a few points that I would share with our listeners here today is, one, I believe that listening is a sign of humility. And, And what I mean by that is when we are trying to position ourselves from a place of humility, what we're really doing is putting the other person first. So when we're asking questions and we're listening as opposed to talk. If we're talking, we're trying to probably draw the attention to ourselves. If we're asking questions and are listening, we're truly putting that other person first. And so we are displaying a sign of humility, which I think is kind of the first point or the thing that has been a big aha or takeaway for me. The other thing I would say is when we're listening, when we're asking questions and we're listening, we're also have an opportunity to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. And in that moment, really show a genuine interest in the other person. And as Stephen Covey would say, seeking to understand before being understood. You know, I think that's something that we can all keep in mind. And the other thing I would share is I believe there's a difference between hearing and listening. And some might say, well, what in the world do you mean by that? And for example, we may ask someone, well, how are you doing? Or how is this going? And they say, oh, it's fine or it's good. When in reality, they may not mean that at all. So just by their tone, their gesture, their body language, there may be something underlying where we need to ask additional questions really to go deeper to try to understand what exactly is going on. Are things fine? Are things good? Are things okay? Or is that just a way of kind of moving on when something may not be that way? And so I think that's another thing that I have learned and something that I would 
share as a point around listening. And, you know, I, I would kind of along those lines, it's, it's sometimes what people are not saying that matters the most. So I yes. think taking that time, pressing pause, slowing down, really having a, a real conversation, asking those open-ended questions, listening for what they're saying and maybe what they're not saying, we're going to really know where they're coming from. So what I'm really trying to say here is we have to tune in. We got to pay attention and it can't just be quick on the go, nodding our heads. Yeah, I got you. Or possibly worse than that, we're formulating our response while they're still trying to convey to us what's on their mind, what's going on, how they're feeling, where they're coming from. And at the whole time, we're hearing, but we're not listening because we're formulating what we want to say in response. Mm, that's all so important. As you were talking, I was thinking about, I'm always thinking about our people. And while these are client service standards, it actually also applies to how we treat each other, right? So just thinking about how, as a leader, how you might interact with your own team and seeking to understand what are their challenges, what are their needs and digging a little bit deeper. And then also even what you said about what's not being said. So when I look at our client service standards, I think about serving our clients, but I also think about serving each other. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, this will be the last thing that I share. I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I'm just love to be a sponge and soak things up. One, because I definitely don't have it all figured out. And I feel like by reading, I'm constantly learning. And so another thing I would share on an excerpt of something that I read recently around what it means to be a good listener, there were sort of three things to think about when we think about good listening skills. One is listening without interrupting. And sometimes, you know, that's hard because we've got something we want to say, we want to get it out. <laughs> it. it takes discipline, it takes patience, it takes self-control. And so that listening without interrupting is is key because if we start to interrupt, it could shut that person down, right? And they may right. not continue to share and convey and we may lose sort of that safe space or that trust zone where they've just given us the opportunity to open up and understand. The other thing is, you know, really trying to understand where the other person's point of view is, their feelings, what they're thinking, what their needs are. And again, asking questions maybe to kind of go to a deeper level there with them. And, mm-hmm. and, and also in that conversation, validating what we're hearing, playing back. Here's what I think I heard. If I'm understanding you correctly, this is what you're conveying. This seems to be how you're feeling, right? And so again, that validation. And you know, if we want to win and influence people, we've got to learn to listen. That was the other sort of key punchline of those three things that I took away from that excerpt. That's really helpful information. So before we wrap up, I know you're you're super busy. So is there anything else that you would like to add or share with us? A little bit of encouragement, wisdom for our hardworking tax professionals during this busy time of year and for all of our people? Yeah, for all of our teammates, I want to, you know, just a huge thank you to all. Just tremendous gratitude for everyone doing the things that we do every single day to show up, to serve each other, to serve our clients, to make a difference and at the end of the day to make an impact and really just appreciate everything that everyone's doing, not only this time of year, Alice Gray, but certainly every day throughout the year and just appreciate you giving me an opportunity to share that. And the other thing I would share is we're sort of closing out this particular topic is there's some good news here. And you know me, Mr. Sunshine, right? The, my 360 <laughs> would say it's always sunny in my world. So I, I can't help but close with not only thanks and gratitude, but some good news. And the good news is that we can condition ourselves to be a good listener. 
I do believe that we can learn to listen and it's something that we can build some conditioning around. Practice makes perfect. And so I've read some articles that would suggest that if we do the same thing or something for 21 straight days, we can develop a habit. So the good news is not only can we condition ourselves, the other good news is it doesn't take forever to get conditioned. If we talk 21 days, that's not a long time to develop a very positive habit that could have a very big impact. As we said earlier, not just on our teams and our clients, but certainly our family and our friends and everyone that we encounter as a part of our lives in this journey that we're on. So definitely want to do our parts to uh, rise to the occasion and meet the challenge of this 21 days to develop a habit. The other good news is we're surrounded by friends, family, teammates, clients every single day. So we've got ample opportunity to put these wheels in motion and work on these techniques that will make us all better listeners. So I certainly want to be a part of this challenge. I would ask everyone to join me as we accept this 21-day challenge to develop these positive habits, to be better listeners, to be intellectually curious, to ask good questions, to have that patience, to sit back, to have the desire to want to learn more. So not only do we become better listeners, Alice Gray, we become better versions of ourselves and Mm -hmm. we have the opportunity to make a positive impact and a huge difference in a positive way in so many lives that we encounter each and every day. So that's awesome, Trey. Well, count me in whatever it is. You can always count me in for your 21 days. I'm all in. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we'll be accountability partners too. We'll hold each other accountable. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, onward and forward. Thank you for listening to Along the Way, featuring conversations about our purpose, mission, vision, and values in action at Forbes. New episodes are produced each month. If you have an idea for a person or topic to be featured, Email us at communication at Forvis.com. Please join us again for more in-depth discussions about helping those we serve unlock their full potential. Until our next episode, onward and forward. Onward and forward.